All right, that's what I'm talking about, Mike. We got the Avengers fighting a league of evil super villains in the city. They're back to doing what we pay them to do, or somebody pays them to do. <laughs> but definitely, our tax dollars at work, Mike. Our tax dollars at work. <laughs> back to business, doing what we want them to do, not dealing with what was the last thing they they're caught up in, just regular. Re- regular, like regular. Wasn't was like Giant Man dealing with the mafia? It just it felt like, like get 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 back on track. We have police that can deal with the regular stuff, but yeah. when you have a guy who can melt walls and an enchantress who's casting magic spells and an Asgardian executioner, now is the time to step in with superpower people. That's right. If we're anything, Ed, we definitely believe in, in specialties and specialists. <laughs> <laughs> and superheroes are, by definition, specialists in supervillains, not just you know rescuing. Cats stuck in trees and and uh, oh and, my like, gosh, I, I would be so angry stuff. if Thor was spending his time getting cats out of trees. Like I feel like like <laughs> not not a good use of tax dollars. I don't know what we're paying him, but I figure we could pay someone a lot less to get the cats out of the trees. But that being said, if my cat got stuck in a tree, I'd rather Thor flew up there than I had to climb a tree and possibly break my neck trying to rescue the bloody cat. But well, anyways, I, 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 like you are not specialized in getting cats out of trees. <laughs> that is not your specialty. <laughs> you stick to the law. Thor sticks to the supervillains, and we can yep. get the firefighters yeah. to get the cats out of the trees all right i think we've settled on it on what should happen certainly with cats and trees but also with superheroes addressing supervillains and so yeah it's it's back to business as usual not <laughs> great that we had to have them as you know <laughs> i think evil supervillains the masters of evil coming back and battling the avengers but at least yeah fine the avengers are tackling this discreet issue not even talk about the fact they're called the masters of evil again we have the brotherhood of evil mutants we have the masters of evil we have the frightful four like these guys are just throwing themselves out there as being i am not to be trusted i know plus i don't know it's like good and evil are just there's no like room for gray in here maybe there's there's (laughs) the the masters of gray (laughs) we're the brotherhood of ambiguity how about misunderstood (laughs) tough childhood and trying to work through it people together in a union fighting for own version of justice i will say as a marketing guy the bigger problem is it's just confusing because right. there's a brotherhood of evil mutants and there's the masters of evil like i think the evil is the key word in both those brands and it's easy mm-hmm. to confuse them like so to be clear the masters of evil who fought the avengers this week there was the melter who could melt metal not magneto who could move metal totally different <laughs> people unrelated different teams different names but the same team name using that evil term there's some overlap there, I guess, but I think they maybe, they, well, you got to wonder why they haven't consulted with an agency about branding, which <laughs> make, right. would make sense. So the, the key thing on branding is, number one is be descriptive, and I guess they're being descriptive. We are evil, mean people, and they've handled that part of it, but you also need to differentiate yourself from the other people who are doing similar work. And so if there's two teams of evil people doing evil super stuff, you just can't, you need to find a new name for yourself. And Frightful 4 does it, right? Frightful 4 does not use the evil name. They went to their local Sothoris and they've looked up evil and they're like, you know what else is similar to evil is Frightful. How about Frightful instead of evil? And they're like, let's go with it. And, And there's no confusion there. But I think Masters of Evil and Brotherhood of Evil, to me, those are too close and one of them should rebrand. Yeah, that leads to the next question. We talked about lawyers might specialize in super-powered people and insurance that might be responsive to it. I wonder if there's any, well, you would know, are there any agencies that deal with this kind of stuff? <laughs> I don't think it's, the market's um, not big enough, Mike. The market's not big enough. Hmm. And and especially if you're dealing dealing with, nobody wants to be the marketing agency to the criminals and the mafia. There's no, mafia doesn't have a marketing agency working for them. They might have marketers as part of their team, but it's not like they need 
They don't need them the way they need lawyers and accountants. I'm not saying that General Electric is evil or anything, but, you know, <laughs> they, they, they definitely and they, they don't practice those... the, the, the General Electric of evil. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like they're big corporations that that actually I don't want to get sued by General Electric. Never met. Never mind about that. But but regardless, I would imagine that there's agencies that would for the right price would certainly want to be engaged by the masters of evil to say let's call yourselves maybe not the masters of evil but the master you know the brotherhood of people i don't know or something <laughs> brotherhood like, of some, people. Ambigu- some kind of some kind of like i said the brotherhood of evil like so the idea Just, is like there's like, some like, kind like, of more palatable yeah. name that they could have to achieve they, their goals and they i could, would they, imagine they could take the name they have right now instead of the masters of evil just be like how about just the masters, the masters, the masters of super, the ma- the masters of powers. Take the other characteristics they have other than evilness and lean lean into those. Yeah, like maybe like they're really smart. I don't think if they're getting in fights with the Avengers, they need people to tell them that they're the antagonists in this dispute because the Avengers have clearly occupied the superhero world. Why don't you just call them some, call themselves something else like the masters or the... Uh, the terrifics or something. The terrifics. Be positive. <laughs> well, you know, like, be, they, be positive they, about yourself. They and can even confuse the, the public. Take the Avengers name and, and play with that. Like because they can be the Revengers. Like they can, they're the anti-Avengers, the anti-Avengers. You could define yourselves as as being the opposite of your competitor, and leave it open as to whether they're in the wrong or not. That's what I find so confusing about the branding of automatically saying we are definitely in the wrong. We are evil people. Evil, evil, evil. Or we're frightful. Terrible, terrible people. <laughs> I mean, just call themselves the Amazing Four. <laughs> Let people find out if they're bad. <laughs> Surprise, also evil. <laughs> Surprise, also evil. But, you know, we kind of had you there. You bought our action figures because we're the Amazing Four. You rob banks and try to destroy nuclear-powered power stations. But anyways, mm-hmm. we're the Amazings. <laughs> I think the, 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 the part of the challenge has become is we don't see a lot of rebranding. We've seen groupings of superheroes that come together and created a new brand but the avengers haven't decided oh we're going to change our name or the fantastic four haven't been like mm-hmm. you know what we've we totally made a mistake there is a possibility we could add a fifth member um we need a new name um yeah it, it, it seems like everybody's commit well i guess with one exception ant-man has rebranded right right but apart but apart from ant-man everybody's basically stuck with the same brand since they started we, we, we have any superhero that's switched brands along the way or, or super villain for that matter no. And again, I kind of was being a little tongue in cheek about having that might be involved in branding, but there's probably something to it, if not the name, certainly in the costumes or the outlook or the perspective on, or at least the narrative that they want to advance. Because we do know that there are some superheroes who are more popular than others. Why is Captain America more popular than Spider-Man? It might be because of the name. It might be because he's not covering his whole face. It might be just the costume, but I'd imagine that there's something there there's value in being popular and being celebrities as we know the fantastic four certainly there's a value in that and a financial benefit to that so you think it might be worth their time to actually consult and maybe a lot of them have certainly the fantastic four have already consulted with a brand expert and they say you know yeah sure you might be limited in your membership numbers but you're doing everything else right you have a very clean clear lines on your costumes you're not hiding your face you don't even have secret identities and that's led to them being not only popular, but making money from the whole enterprise. And you got to wonder, maybe other people would benefit from it or we've already gone through it and just are are just trying to play out the whole marketing plan. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but we can just see the effects. And like I can say there are certain things that are pretty consistent in the world of branding that are important. Mm -hmm. So things like affiliating your brand with good things. 
right? So this is why we run advertisements. That's why beer commercials show people drinking beer and having fun. And now you say, oh, you know what? If I drink beer, maybe I will have fun too. Maybe I will be surrounded by attractive women. And I think there's no difference in superheroes where if Spider-Man is continually getting affiliated with bad things, we start to affiliate mm. Spider-Man as being bad. And if Captain America is affiliated with winning World War II, which was a pretty good thing, that, yep. that leans off onto his brand. So that's number one. Number two is brand longevity matters a lot too. So a brand that's been around for a long time, people tend to like the things that stick around. And part of that's a trust thing. Because if you have a brand that's brand new, you don't know whether to trust it or not. But if something's been around, like Ivory Soap has been around for 60 years or something like that, they have a pretty good consistent record. They're going to make you clean. And I think that's part of the reason why Captain America is so loved is he's been around a long time. And he's consistently stuck on message and delivered that same message over and over and over again over an extended period of time. And so we can trust him. But Spider-Man, he's like a brand new dude. Who knows what he's going to do? Yeah, and of course, this is something you have an expertise in about branding. But that leads to the question then, um, the question I asked earlier is, do you think that most of these, of these heroes have consulted with a brand expert? No, no, of course not. No, <laughs> they, they had not talking to anybody, they, but like, just like most companies don't spend a lot of time with brand experts, they figure out things on their own. Uh, and mm-hmm. hey, the, the biggest companies have, lot, like, man, they're spending money on everything, but smaller companies. And I think most superheroes, you can think of them as like, as fairly small companies. They're small, like little tiny startups trying to figure stuff out. And they're not going to have a budget. to Spider-Man doesn't have a budget that he's spending on public relations people and a marketing team and a advertising organization. And like they, they, they don't have that stuff. M- most celebrities might have a, a publicist and a manager at, at best. And I think most superheroes are behind that. Well, then let's talk about the one superhero who seems to be constantly rebranding and who would probably benefit from having some assistance. Ant-Man, I mean, Giant-Man, I mean... Okay. Like, <laughs> Whatever he is. How now. many costumes? <laughs> well, he's just had three, right? So he had Ant Man and he was fairly consistent as Ant Man. And yeah. then he rebranded to Giant Man. And that was very confusing. Yeah. So for a long time, we didn't even know that Giant Man and Ant Man were the same person. And yeah. then, and now he has a new costume again. So this is his, like his second At rebrand. Least. And as, as far as I know, he's sticking with the name this time. He's not rebranding the name, just the look and feel. But it's sort of funny. So if you go through those costumes, first when he's Ant Man, he clearly looked like he's small and stuff. And it's just like a red costume and stuff. And then when he's giant man, he still had those sort of, sort of funny antennas on his <laughs> head that suggest like, all right, okay. And he's bigger. He's walking around like all giant. He's a, he's a giant like, ant now. He's a giant ant. Like, it's just like, <laughs> why don't you just call yourself like big ant or something? And then, cause that's what he's like. Why, if you're now giant man, when I think of giants, I don't think of having ant antennas on their heads, but whatever, that's what he did. And now he seems to have, well, let me, let me think about, let me look at the news. Did he, does he still have those antenna on his head in his new costume? I don't even know. I haven't. I should have done more research. I feel like I haven't spent time really examining this new costume of his. Well, regardless, it's another rebranding, and so that's where I'm wondering. Okay, if he if this isn't part of a plan, then what is it? Is it just that he's like, in, I don't know. I don't say this, but insecure about his. <laughs> you know, he's just like, oh gosh, this costume <laughs> doesn't make me look so good. So I, I think. It's like, like, hey, staying with a consistent costume can't be easy on any of these guys. Now, the advantage is they don't need to think about what they're going to wear in the morning. But the disadvantage <laughs> is how many costumes do they have to have. Like you, you and I, I think I have a fairly consistent brand in terms of what I wear. I don't wear, I'm not going to show up to work in like, I don't know, green tights. Like I'm going to wear consistent clothes every time I go to work. 
But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I wear exactly the same clothes. I might have a blue suit or a black suit. I might wear a white collar or a blue collar. I feel like I can change up within a range. It feels yeah. like superheroes don't do that. And maybe Giant Man is just trying that. He's like, you know what? Today, I just didn't feel like the antennas. Well, okay. Just to loop back on that, I've looked at the, the reporting. Still going with the antennas. I don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> regardless. So, he's, he's, so there you go. That's his consistent theme. Yeah. He, he was like, he was an Ant-Man to a giant man to a, a new giant man. And he kept the, the ant theme all the way along. And so that's a branding choice too. So where you take yeah. some brand elements and you can carry them forward. So people can still, when they walk into the store to pick up their, their tide, the new tide brand looks different, but it looks similar enough to the old brand. They're not going to get confused. Okay, so he's following some of the rules that you've identified, but when you're talking about this costume idea, so leaving aside the branding issue, it's just how is it working with costumes? Because, you know, like I like to exercise, as you as you know, and so do you. And I've got a number of outfits that I use, not for any other reason than practicality. If I exercise, I need to wash the clothing right away. So these guys are like, let's take, take Spider-Man, for example. That guy is swinging through the city. He must be sweating like crazy. <laughs> and you think he just goes home? Is he doing laundry every single night? Do you think he has a summer version of his costume and a winter version? When it's cold out, to. he wears his warm tights. And then the summer, he's wearing, I don't know, really, really thin tights. You'd have to. It'd be a winter weight and a summer weight. But also on top of that, in the summer, he probably have to have way more versions of this costume. <laughs> and so who's making it for him? Or is he just laundering it every night? Who made it to begin with? But then... Uh, who's clean, who's continuing to make other costumes for him or same version of the costume, which looks complicated. You see all, all the design elements. And yeah. then I guarantee if I was a superhero, it? I would be wearing block colors. There's no way I'm going to be making these are like small black lines on my outfit. Like, I'd be like, I'm going to wear red and I'm going to go buy some red stuff and, and just make yeah. a red costume. The idea of sewing together the blue and the red. And then to your point, oh, not doing it once. It's, it's yeah. not like the guy behind Spider-Man's mask is... Maybe he's a tailor for, for his side job, but he's not making one costume. To your point, he, he must have dozens of costumes for he the different seasons and, and for the smell. If he has so many, like, to make them all identical. Yeah, it's quite an enterprise. And to my knowledge, I don't think Spider-Man makes money from what he's doing. So it's quite an investment. It's not just one costume. Maybe he could have gotten away with having a few of those costumes if he just was dressed in all black, for instance, with a funny mask. And maybe you don't have to... Well, you have to wash the mask every night. If you're wearing this full head-on mask, it probably it would stink too. Yeah, like oh, and, for, and maybe that's maybe he only has one or two costumes, and he just washes them every night. He goes home. He has his own. He's clearly not taking them to like a public dry cleaners. He probably has his washing dryer in his house, and he's just running the washer and dryer. Every, he gets home, takes off his outfit, washes it, dries it, and it's ready to go the next day. Or has the most discreet laundromat in the world. <laughs> you know, it is the most discreet. Taylor, but that's not just him, right? It's all the, these heroes. They present with the same costume. And if we're comparing them to, say, the police or the military, they have multiple versions of their outfits when they're on duty, when they have to wear outfits for work. It's mind-blowing to me. So let's go to a team element. I'd imagine that if you want to find out, I suspect they all know who each other are on this on the Avengers, right? So if you want to find out who they were, I bet if they all are having their costumes washed, by somebody or they're having tailors you know (laughs) prepare their costumes for somebody's going to speak about it you know what i mean it should they should find out oh the the avengers are different though right the avengers we know they work close with stark corp i'm sure stark corp has like a supply of tailors and stuff to make these costumes so whatever giant man's secret identity is he's not taking the costume 
to a, a tailor in a secret identity. He's just passing it into the through the Stark Corps team of people, and they make the costume. They probably have industrial cleaners that take care of it every night for them. I think that's all very standardized. Do you imagine what's your job at Stark Corp? Okay, I've got a really top secret job, job. I can't talk about it. And then there's this man's telling his wife, I can't even talk about my job at Stark Corp. I just cannot tell you. I can't tell you what I do. And then he's sitting alone in a dark room. He's like, I wash giant man's clothing. <laughs> I get, I get, what I, I, do. I get the state. You think your trouble's tough. He was attacked by a lava monster. Getting lava stains out of these costumes is impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it, but it, that's what it would have to be is that it would be top secret, right? To keep his identity secret. So whoever's washing his clothing would have to, like, um, sign a just under, under penalty of like imprisonment. Don't tell, you can't tell anybody, you know, anything about Captain America's. The underwear he wears outside of his pants or whatever. Like, it's <laughs> wild to me. It's just, what a job. I, well, I think I, we figured out the number one recruiting technique. I feel like if I'm an independent hero now, the number one reason to join the Avengers is not the money. It's not the fame. It's the laundry service. <laughs> Sign me up, Eddie. Sign me up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For the full experience, check out whatifmarvelwasreal.com. You can find full transcripts, the story behind the comic, cover art, and more.